0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial.
1: All right. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Diddy TV's Insights. I'm Sam Shansky sitting down today with Paul Johnson of Canyon City. Hey there. How hey, man. Doing? Welcome to Diddy TV. Hey
2: man, thank you so much. It's been a, a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you're drinking a little coffee there. I am, indeed. I was wondering, uh, what role does coffee play in your songwriting? Oh, too
2: big of a role. It's, uh, it's a few things. It's a, <laughs> it's a thing that keeps me in the chair, which is, you know, so much of it is just, like, just, just doing the thing. Uh, but it's also a reason to get up out of the chair, because you have to make more of it. So uh, it's like that, that needed break when you're like, oh, like, I don't really know how to hit this bridge. And, yeah. You know, it's that, like, justification for stepping back for a minute and all yeah. that stuff. So all to be said, I mean, it's this, you know, uh, hopeless addiction, and I should stop, <laughs> but it's, it's you know, tastes too good, so. Well. Oh, well. It's a good
1: stimulant of choice. Yeah, true. So are you always walk, working on new material, or uh, is that, like, a, a focus... Yeah. Process that comes in like waves, or you kind of yeah, ride every day, or how's that work
2: for you? I try to do it as consistently as possible. Um, you know, there, there are times like if we're on the road, which we don't tour much, but occasionally we do, it, it can be more difficult to sneak away and mm-hmm. get some writing time. But for the most part, really, my my average day is in the studio because I have a little home studio in in Nashville. Oh, cool. Uh, and I I try to even if I don't really know what I'm going to be working on yet, like if I know the album idea or something mm-hmm. like that i try to to write and and record and really produce as much as i possibly can uh, if nothing else just to exercise the muscle um, mm-hmm. i always tell people it's cheaper than therapy too it's it's you know it's one of the things where like if you just leave me alone with an instrument and you say like just have have fun today like do anything you want to i'll probably end up trying to write something yeah you know because it's just what i do for fun anyway so i like get it's it's how i relax after yeah uh you know a long day or or anything like that so i'm i Both to to try to keep keep the muscle strong and also just for my own happiness and having fun, I'm pretty much always working on something.
1: Yeah, and so you say you're based out of Nashville. I am. Yep. How is Nashville
2: treating you? It's good. It's growing and changing a lot, uh, which is uh, there's two sides of that coin. And that there's it it feels like a new city uh, every like one to two years, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot of people that come and go, which can be tough for the sense of roots, uh, but it can also be. a sense of uh it can also be something where you get a breath of fresh air pretty consistently and that there's just always new stuff going on uh, artistically it's i think a wonderful place to be and that there's so many amazing players both uh new to the scene and people who have been around for a long time yeah that it really keeps you honest uh as a musician you can't um you can't really get by with with mediocrity in nashville and mm. uh and that that's I think for everybody a little bit hard when they come very much myself included very much hard when they come to Nashville because uh, there's just so much excellence all around them, but I think at the end of the day it kind of pushes you to to up the game a bit and uh, for that i'm I'm super grateful for
1: do you have any spots in Nashville where you go within the city to to write songs or be inspired creatively
2: yeah I well uh, there's a coffee house right by where I live called crema, which is uh, I, where where most of the royalties go uh, to the from the songs but um <laughs> I, there, there's some really great hiking spots nearby that probably the most convenient is, is a spot called Radnor Lake, which is just this mm-hmm. really short loop that goes around this little lake. Uh, but it's quick enough. It's only 10 minutes from like right in the middle of the city where if you just need to take a beat and, uh, you know, figure some stuff out or yeah. just relax a bit. And for me, I always get a lot of inspiration comes from, uh, from the outdoors and from nature and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So for me, I, sometimes that's part of my work day is is getting out and and just trying to exercise inspiration the uh, mm. best I can. But Radnor's great. They're building some new parks in the city that are, are nice because uh, there's some inner city green space, which is always uh, helpful, uh, especially when you're when you're working in the middle of the place. So it's always good. And you're originally from Fargo,
1: North Dakota. Yeah, is that yeah, where you right fell then. in love with nature originally?
2: Um, maybe I, it might have been a, the, the deprivation of it in the winters. You know, all you have uh-huh. is just like snow and ice and stuff like that for for nine months of the year. Um, and it's funny because I traveling around now you know especially when people from the west they'll be like oh the smokies aren't mountains you know the, the rockies those are mountains and for me anytime i see like a slight elevation i'm just i'm in you know so it's i'm really easy to please now uh growing up from fargo but i we i was lucky to when we were kids we would go camping in the summer and uh there was definitely that value and i, I think that it's just uh, for whatever reason it's just a place where i find a little bit more clarity mm-hmm. and uh i, I seem to need it, uh, especially in times when I, I maybe don't consciously pursue it for a while. I kind of have to like stop and, and go out for a little bit.
1: Right. So within Nashville, are you, do you have a good community of, you know, songwriting friends there or are you kind of a lone ranger?
2: Yeah. How's that I, working? A little bit of both. I have, I mean, most of my friends are artistic. Uh, I mean, many musicians, of course, uh, most of them are creatives in some degree videographers mm-hmm. or musicians or both. And, uh, and it's great for that, in that there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that that I can talk to to figure stuff out or to learn from, uh, or just people that kind of understand, you know, what what you might be going through in a creative process or, or goal. Uh, however, my part of my creative process is some solitude. So I, a lot of times when I'm like writing or I'm producing, part of that is stepping back a little bit, going into my studio and kind of being alone with the song for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get really inspired seeing. Just my insanely talented friends doing what they're doing. Uh, but then I also need to take a beat where I kind of retreat a bit into my own space and, uh, and and I guess quiet down some of the, the inner voices enough to, to hear the you know the inspiration.
1: Right. And you have a new album out now called Constellations, I right?
2: Yep, yep. Was
1: yep. that a DIY project or was that yeah, so something the, you collaborated with people on?
2: That was that was for the most part all stuff that I did out of my out of my studio and that that was Partially in Nashville, in that I I produced it up in my home studio, and then for anything that's live track, like any of the acoustic stuff or any of the vocals, Mm -hmm. uh, I actually, I drove up to uh, a cabin that we have in Minnesota uh, to get, like, my my place in Nashville is right downtown, which is great for inspiration, but hard for sound isolation. Sure. Uh, So to get the the sound isolation, I went up into this, like, half construction thing where there's just, like, exposed insulation everywhere, which just happened to be great for eating up reflections. Uh, and recorded a lot of the live stuff up there. So it's kind of half and half in Tennessee and in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was all, all almost to a fault in that I almost drove myself crazy just in solitude. It was yeah. all in, in that spot. Uh, and then for me, a lot of the collaboration comes with the live performance where the, the, when we go out and do the shows, uh, I, you, largely because I just trust them so much. But a lot of times I'll, I'll be really loose with, with any of the parts of play, saying, you mm-hmm. let's embrace that this is a live version and, uh, and usually, you know, the people I'm playing with are so good at it that they, they come up with something that I, you know, love anyways and yeah. wish that I had recorded, you know, months before. So.
1: so thematically, what is going on in Constellations?
2: Yeah, so Constellation, it's about, it's basically the, uh, a person, a dream, or an idea. It's about knowing a few points of light in that, uh, being able to, there's a few known things but there's a lot of darkness in between. There's a lot of things that you don't know, whether it be a new relationship or just a direction in life. Um, and you're, you're kind of trying to make shapes out of, like, those little itty-bitty points of light. But mm-hmm. you're really dealing, like, in between them, in the darkness, going from and to. And so it's about uh, it's about finding those points, but it's also about being in the middle of them, being in the darkness, uh, mm-hmm. hoping and reaching and thinking you're, you're going somewhere and also trying to figure out you know who you are in that and what it is that you're actually drawing out and shaping out. So that's where the metaphor uh, mm-hmm. with with the constellation stuff uh, comes in. And then, uh, although I of course uh, saw all that in hindsight, in that I was just writing the songs that matched up with my life at the time. Sure. And I look back and think, like, oh, well, this is uh, it. Kind of fits together in that puzzled way. And, you know, almost its own little constellation in that sure. sense. And, and so that's a. At least to me, that's the theme that seemed to to spring out of it was just that idea of trying to shape shape something out from uh, being mid-journey, if you will, kind of being between the points. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I noticed the theme of light and dark popping up in yeah. your music sort of regularly, which leads to my next question. You have a new single out called Shadows. Shadows, yeah. Tell me a little bit about
2: that. Yeah, so uh, Shadows is... Uh, it, it's somewhat in some ways a continuation of that but also in other ways a departure mm-hmm. uh and that it's it's a pretty candid song uh about confronting some of the the darkness but not not in a condemning way um i think that you know you can't have the light without the dark and you can't have the dark without the light and that they they contrast each other they're both uh, uh both colors in a, in a picture um you know that that, that can be beautiful and uh but but it's about sort of going through a season of cloudiness. For me, it was uh, a lot of just um, uh, like a season of kind of really, to be honest, mental illness and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And uh, coming out of that, uh, and giving yourself permission to like feel the joy, mm-hmm. you know, feel the light again and that kind of stuff. But also nodding to to the past too and saying, you know, this this it was all part of it. It's all part of the journey.
1: There's a calming effect to your music, and I wondered if. That existed because you're a calm person, and that's just an expression of your <laughs> yeah. style. Or if you're actually more of an anxious person, person, and you write calm songs in order to, like you said, like a therapeutic yeah. sort of thing.
2: I think it's a little bit of both. I, uh, I'm, I think everybody, all my friends would say that I'm a pretty mellow dude, mm-hmm. but I think that I'm mellow externally because it's usually a pretty hefty war on the inside, and so mm-hmm. it's, it's. Uh, I think that's kind of like the filter that I, you know, bring through the the world. But people used to come up to me all the time and be like, Oh man, like I was listening to your stuff when I'm like going to sleep and yeah. I'd be like, Oh you know, man, like I don't want to put you to sleep. But yeah. I, I learned over time that that was a compliment mm-hmm. and that there means like it kind of relaxes me. And I, and now these days I actually really like that. I, I really try to lean into, you know, like I, if this is sort of the space at the end of a long day where you put in the earbuds mm-hmm. and like for a second, the world melts away and you can, uh, you know, have this portable, uh, this portable clarity or you know if that can be something for someone Mm -hmm. i really love that and then for me uh most of the reason i make music is simply for the experience that i have in making it and i think i'm trying to have that same experience in the creation of it It it's just that moment of clarity and Mm -hmm. of the world kind of falling away and so i i think that uh whether or not it's intentional that's that's usually where i end up landing is kind of in that space what's the connection between emotions and music for you uh, deep. Uh, it's for me. That's my quality control. Is doesn't make you feel something. I, I'm. I'm very. Uh, I'm, I. I worry almost not at all about if what I'm doing is is uh, is like nichey or or uh, you know like the the trend of the day or anything like that. You know, I a hundred percent just think it doesn't make me feel something. If it does, it's in. If it doesn't, it's out. And uh, and that's that's totally my quality control. Is am I emotionally affected when I'm done sitting with these songs for six months and working them for a record? And, and am I emotionally affected when I play them, you know, out, uh, you know, maybe multiple times in in, in a week? And uh, if I am, then that's I I that sort of passes the, the filter for me.
1: Well, it's resonating with a lot of people out there, it seems. And uh, fortunately, yeah, yeah, that's... I was noticing that you're doing really well on Spotify. Yeah, and I was wondering um, what role you know digital. Uh, consumption has played in your music and sure. getting the exposure out there and if those tools have been helpful for it you.
2: It's been, uh, I mean, it's, for me it's been life-changing, but in ways that I didn't at all, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't at all like playbook myself. Um, it's been, uh, basically what, what what's happened now is is they, you know, the algorithm can take a look and say, oh, people are enjoying this, so if, you know, person A likes this, maybe the person next door will mm-hmm. like it, and it kind of uh, snowballs on itself in that sense. Uh, so it's been a great discovery tool for me in that a lot of, like almost everybody that I talk to at shows now, I, I usually say, well, how'd, you, how'd you hear about the music out of curiosity? And almost all of them say, "Oh, well, it just popped up in my, my thing, my, yeah. my personal place, which I, I actually see as very affirming because that means that like uh, the systems at, at B you know, have, have noticed that like people like it and mm-hmm. has, have, have passed it on. Um, but it's also been interesting in that it sort of toppled my my personal music business on its head. And that most people, you know, tour and tour and tour, and that's how they get their fan base. For me, the fans came online, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how I got my fan base. And then I, I see where they are online. And I say, okay, well, there's, you know, they're clustered in Chicago and LA and yeah. London and that kind of stuff. And then we go to that, and then get to meet them in person. Huh. Uh, so it's really kind of backwards. And that they're, they're, uh, they're, they discovered online, and then the tour comes after. And uh, it's, it's. I'm so grateful that that's the way it's happening because it's, it's really efficient. <laughs> it's, and uh, it's also just. Uh, uh, blows my mind that, you know, I can be in my, my home s- space, basically, in Nashville, and that it reach people from all corners of the earth. Um, but uh, I, I also can't take any, you know, kind of credit for, for that because it's just something that kind of happened, and I'm, I'm still sort of a, a little bit scared of it and scratching my head about, you know, how it works and stuff, but it, it's been fun, though.
1: So how do your live shows work? Um, is there any improvisational nature to that, or is it pretty yeah. well composed?
2: It's uh it, so I, I we do both lot full band uh, and then I also do solo stuff from time to time so Canyon City is basically just the name of uh, that I perform under mm-hmm. and occasionally that's just me doing a solo thing mm-hmm. but I try to bring in the band when I can just because I, I just love having my friends around and it's always fun to to you know have that extra layer and yeah. texture but um it's I I what I've realized is that I cannot especially if I'm doing a solo show which is what I was initially when I first started doing shows, that almost all of them were solo shows, I was like, I cannot replicate the record, and so I'm gonna have to really lean into not even attempting to, but, but rather trying to create a special experience for this live situation and doing that. However, that being said, there, there's also, because I've been so involved in the production of it, uh, I also um, probably do end up leaning into some things that, that might be familiar from the record, uh, mm-hmm. but I try to make it as, as present of a moment as I can uh, and a lot of that is, is you know, stretching with timing and, and playing with instrumentation. When I do play with a live band, letting them kind of have free reign of what, what it is they play and, uh, and really own that. And I think that creates sort of a, a different version for the live audience and hopefully a unique moment uh, that is, has the, the spirit of the recording but doesn't necessarily have to be you know, a, a clone of the recording, if you will. Cool. What's your ideal performance space? I would say a listening room or a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's been one of the opportunities and challenges of this kind of music is is that it really has to be a space where uh, where people can lean in and listen, and because it's so story based stuff. Uh, and so we are not the band that will make you get up and dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not that's not who I am. That's not that's yeah. not what the music ends up being. But but we are the, the band that might you know make you feel something, or might make you sit in, or think about something, or, or you know conjure images uh in your head and so finding spaces that are conducive to that is really important to me both for the audience and for my sense of feeling like we're in this together and we have this this present moment together uh so i I really love anything that's that's uh kind of a listening room environment um which uh i mean usually i i I of course hope that it reaches as many people as it can but i i really like kind of that two to five hundred uh you know type size room and then also theaters are incredible because you you can uh you know the, the just the natural acoustics in those places are always really inspiring to, to hear that come back
1: do you have any shows lined up that people should be
2: aware of we just came back from some we i'm about to head dive back in the studio and do a little bit more work uh, we just came back from a uh, quick run in the uk and mm-hmm. then we did the the, uh, the big u.s cities um london or not London, uh, uh, we did, uh, <laughs> l.a uh new york chicago uh, I am uh, right now working on fall stuff. So we don't have the, the the specific dates worked out, but ideally it'll hit all those places again, um, including the UK. There's some spots in Europe that, that uh, I've been meaning to go to for a long time too, that hopefully with uh, you know the, the amount of time that we have to plan that we can do that. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to get some of those spots in between those main city, those big cities too. Um, so this fall will we'll ideally be a spot where we'll be doing a little bit of a longer string, but right now I'm about to, to hermit up and, and yeah. dive into the studio for a little bit. Excellent. So are
1: you an independent artist or are you working with a yep. label?
2: Yep, independent, totally. And, and very intentionally so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely try to protect that. Mm-hmm. and. I have some, that being said, I do have some really, really talented and wonderful people that I I partner with, um, you know, for like PR and Mm -hmm. for licensing and and for, for things like that. And so I, I really lean into those people a lot and appreciate their, their talents. But when it comes to like being signed to a label or not, Mm -hmm. we almost kind of build our own label with, with these partnerships. Uh, and that, but it fits more of the music as opposed to saying, well, let's make the music work for the labels formula. It's like, well, let's build the partnerships and the people and the team members around what works for the music and uh, see if we can't serve that. And that's that's been the strategy so far and one that I, I really am, am uh, adamant at, at uh, you know, protecting that creative space and really protecting the creative freedom that, that I think allows it to be authentic. And mm-hmm. every song is, is something that I created, not because I was thinking, well, I wonder how this will sell or I wonder how, you know, I wonder what, not there's anything wrong with making something that's commercially viable. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it, hopefully it is that. Hopefully people enjoy it but every song that I write is, is primarily because it made me feel something, kind of referring to what we were talking about. Of that, That's right. my quality control and, uh, and being independent allows me to do that. There's nobody in the room uh, saying, you know, well, you know, but this is what, you know, so-and-so's doing and maybe we should try, you know, it allows me to, to really just think about how am I feeling and how does this pull that out.
1: Do you have any advice for other independent songwriters out there?
2: I would say um, persistence is huge. Uh, the, the thing about the industry that we're currently in, uh, which is both good and bad is that you can modulate mm-hmm. the industry in any way that you need to and that you know you can take pieces that work like for example my stuff I don't even worry about terrestrial radio I don't even mm-hmm. uh, sense if terrestrial radio plays it uh, that's awesome and I'm super happy when that happens but I know that most of my audience lives online so I think also knowing like where your venue is and what your venue right. is and knowing that you you don't have to uh, you don't have to be you know number one everywhere you don't have to be you know, on top forty or, or doing stadium tour or, or if that's your thing then then do that. But I would say like knowing like, okay, we're here's where it connects and then serving the people there and also knowing why you do it. it I, I did it I did take some wrong turns a long time ago before Canyon City where I, I uh, you know, signed to like some, some indie stuff and, and really like kind of the like how are we gonna make money question take over and just bad music came out of it. <laughs> and so like I and but but then when I started when I basically ironically kind of quit the industry and was like i'm just gonna you know work at home depot and make music so i can make music that means something to me uh and like let that be my new definition of success that's when the music started connecting with people so i'd say be true to yourself um know your venue know where it connects and don't be afraid to also let go of other venues where where you're like that's just you know that's someone else's field you know yeah. where, where they can do that and uh and then be persistent because i spotify didn't even exist uh when i moved to nashville and now it's it's the primary way that people are finding my music that and apple music and so right. you never know when something's going to pop up and, and you know topple things
1: and who are you listening to right now that you would like the world to know about
2: i i'm loving and i feel like it's i feel like a lot of people know about it but not enough people about it. i'm loving uh david ramirez's new record uh mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere uh to me that's that's like the the I didn't do one of the top records of 2017 thing, but if I did, that would be, like, my top record of 2017. Yeah. Um loving Andrew Bell's always got some really good stuff. Uh, Langhorne Slim. Uh, I always, I mean, I've got, I love my, my you know, growing up guys, too, like Neil Young and, yeah. uh, you know, the late, great Tom Petty and all those guys, too. But as far as, like, a record that I think is, is relatively new and, uh I, I, you know, just want everybody to love it as much as I do is, is, uh, we're not going anywhere. with That and a dude where I actually don't know how to say his life, his, his last name is Leif Volabreck. Maybe, maybe you guys oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Volabreck. Yeah. I think Canadian. I, I, yeah, just recently got hip to his stuff. Um, I think through like a Spotify recommended thing. And I like, was hooked. I haven't even really dug that deep yet, but I just yeah. heard one record and, and it's been on repeat. Uh, it's been really good. I talked with David Miles in a similar setting. He's also yeah. a
1: Canadian songwriter, and oh, he cool. Leaf was at the top of his 2017 yeah. records. As oh, and well. it's just
2: yeah, it's just so raw and so like it's it's uh, makes me feel something. So that's it's the stuff I like. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Paul,
1: thanks for being here today and sitting down yeah. for a few minutes to chat. Uh, yeah. All the best to you and your musical endeavors and. Uh, where can people find your music in the meantime? Yeah,
2: so they can uh, they can find it anywhere that basically anywhere the digital music is at. Uh, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, Spotify primarily. That's always always you know my, my go-to, uh, right. my favorite. Uh, but it's also you know um, really any 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 of your, your favorite online things. We try to be everywhere that whatever a person's personal favorite is, we try to be there. Uh, so ideally they there, also at canyoncitymusic.com. uh Any of the social medias, I'm just at Canyon City Music. Uh, and that's usually that's usually where you get me. Excellent. Very cool. Well, Hey, it's been great to be here. I appreciate you having Absolutely, us. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much.
0: Ninety two percent of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. Ninety two percent because of a bike, not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess for elite athletes only right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you try Peloton bikes, tread or row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial.
3: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.